Hey friends, and welcome to episode 76 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about getting in the zone. And I'm not talking about Britney Spears' 2003 album, In the Zone, either. That was the one with Toxic, by the way. So what does it mean to be in the zone? Typically, what comes to mind when we hear in the zone is being in a totally focused flow state where we're knocking things out, getting things done, and honestly, doing work that we kind of get lost in, in a good way. And we know what it feels like when we're not in the zone too, right? It's awkward. It's scratchy. We get distracted easily because we either don't like what we're doing or we're not that good at it. So we fumble through and it takes forever. The secret to spending more time in the zone is knowing exactly what's in your genius zone and what's not. And that, my friends, is the focus of today's episode. Today, we're talking about why knowing what's in your genius zone will unlock a whole new level of productivity and effectiveness in your work, enabling you to move the needle on projects that matter most. We'll talk about what exactly a genius zone is and what it's not. You'll find out how to figure out what's in your unique genius zone, plus how to sort everything else into your danger zones. And finally, I'll share the three next steps you should take once you know what gets you in the zone. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands or you're unloading the dishwasher at the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, my friend, I got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes. And today's show notes can be found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 76. And because I know that so many of us are visual learners, I've put together a printable worksheet to help you map out exactly what's in your genius zone so you can take what you're about to learn and then take action. You can find your printable genius zone worksheet over in, you guessed it, the show notes. Again, those are at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 76. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the follow button or the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes and surprise bonus episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. And you just might get a shout out in a future episode, like this one going out to Brie Doe. Brie Doe was so kind to leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes for It's About Time. Brie Doe writes, just what I need to hear. Anna, your tips and suggestions are just what I need to hear at this point in my life as I work on expanding my professional career and education, all while being a full-time working mom. There are days I think this isn't possible until I listen to one of your episodes. Your talks reassure me that yes, I can do this and no, I'm not alone. Thank you. Hashtag LA strong, hashtag go tigers. (laughs) Brito, thank you so much. 
Being an ambitious full-time working mom is no joke, and I am so honored to have you as a listener and that you're carving out time to tune in among your busy schedule. I'm thrilled that tuning in gives you the boost you need, and yes, you definitely can do this, and no, ma'am, you are definitely not alone. We're in this together. Thank you so much for taking time to write such a kind review, and of course, go Tigers. (laughs) All right. It's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Getting in the zone. Other than the fact that it feels good and you get stuff done, what's the point? It's just a thing that happens, right? It's random. We can't possibly do all that much to control when the zone happens, right? wrong. And here's why we need to learn how to create the zone during our workdays. To start, let me be Captain Obvious for a second. There are a limited number of hours in the day. Days in the week, weeks in the year, I could go on and on. We can do anything, but we can't do everything. So we have to choose. The Pareto Principle, aka the 80-20 rule, tells us that some stuff is more important than other stuff. So it should follow that some work is gonna be more important than other work. And if you need a quick refresher, the Pareto Principle states that in many cases, 20% of causes create 80% of the consequences. So in a workday context, 20% of the stuff on your to-do list probably creates 80% of your results. So let's say you've got 10 things on your to-do list today. Chances are only two of the things on your list are super important, super impactful, and will actually create the big results you're looking for. So it's up to us to figure out what on our list is the important stuff versus what's the unimportant stuff aka the busy work. And by the way, that busy work on your list can be divided into three different categories, and I'll tell you all about those in just a bit. But first, let's talk about the important stuff. It's likely that the most important things on your plate, on your to-do list, are also in your genius zone. And if they're not, then that's exactly what we want to work toward. So what exactly is your genius zone and how do you even know if something is in your genius zone or not? Well, your genius zone is your sweet spot. It's the intersection of proficiency and passion. In other words, it's the stuff that you're good at doing, that you're skilled at doing, and it's the stuff that you love doing. This is the stuff that gets you in that flow state where time stands still and somehow moves fast at the same time. 
The activities that fall in your genius zone are probably the reason why you were hired to make the big bucks at your job or the reason why you started your business in the first place. The problem is that if we're not paying attention, non-genius zone stuff can creep into our to-do list and start to take over like a bunch of weeds overgrowing a garden. All of a sudden, you look up and you're spending most of your time either doing stuff that you hate or are indifferent to, or you're wasting your time muddling through work that you're just not good at. Another reason why we might lose sight of our genius zone work? We've said yes to too many things for fear of upsetting someone or not seeming like a team player. Your calendar and your to-do list is full of other people's priorities. Another time when our genius zone seems to disappear? When we change as a person. Maybe when you graduated from college, writing late-night emergency press releases and putting out fires for crisis clients was squarely in your genius zone. You loved the work, and you were amazing at getting it done. But over time life changed. You changed. And even though you're still good at it, the work just doesn't bring you joy any longer. And then maybe it's time for a career change. I might be speaking from experience on that one. (laughs) So how do you figure out what exactly is in your genius zone so you can make sure you're spending as much time there as possible? Well, we start by making a list. Or if you keep track of your past to-do lists or submit status reports or time logs, take a look at the last few weeks. What are all of the things you do for work? And not just the big things, all the things. Even things like planning office birthday parties, ordering supplies, scheduling social media, status meetings, all of the things go on this list. And once you've got your list, every single thing on your list fits into one of four categories, three danger zones and a desire zone, what we're going to call your genius zone. So let's start with the three danger zones. Those are the drudgery zone, the distraction zone, and the disinterest zone. So let me tell you about each one of these three danger zones. And as I'm explaining each one, Think of at least one item on your to-do list, or at least one thing that took up your time in the past week that fits into each of these zones. We'll start with drudgery. The drudgery zone is the stuff that you hate doing, and you're just not good at it. It's low proficiency, low passion work. This zone is full of energy killers. And usually the stuff that you procrastinate the most. For me, that would look like doing my taxes. Dear Lord, I would rather go to the dentist than do my own taxes. I hate doing it. And frankly, I am not good at it. Shout out to all the CPAs out there who have this in your genius zone. You are all heroes. So what's something that falls in your drudgery zone? Something that you don't enjoy and you're not particularly good at it either. Next up, the distraction zone. So this is the stuff that you actually like doing, but you're not good at it. 
This is high passion, low proficiency. These are the serious time wasters. And the reason why these are time wasters, even though you like doing them, is because you're tinkering or piddling. This can be a tough fact to face because you have to be honest with yourself about whether you're actually good at this thing. Okay, so here's an example. Let's say you think graphic design is fun. So you like creating fun graphics and things in Canva or Adobe InDesign to post on Instagram or to jazz up your website or something like that. The problem is you're not actually very good at it. So even though you're having a great time tweaking and editing and swapping out colors and fonts, you're actually wasting a ton of time that could be spent on more impactful work. Instagram research falls in this category too. Time-wasted scrolling to see what other people are doing to gather inspiration for your content is a total distraction. So what's something that fits in your distraction zone? Something that you enjoy doing, but you're not very good at it, so it becomes a time waster for you. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. The third danger zone is your disinterest zone. So this is stuff that you don't enjoy, but you happen to be pretty good at it. So this is the low passion, high proficiency zone. 
These are also energy killers. And the reason why this zone, the disinterest zone, is such a problem is because a lot of times these things stay on our to-do list for way too long because we're good at them. So we might as well do them instead of outsourcing or delegating them, right? But again, the problem is that because we don't like doing these things, we like to put them off or do them last when getting them off our plate would free up time for more impactful work. For me, this is anything PR, public relations related. Y'all, I know how to write a press release. I know how to pitch media and schedule interviews, but I just don't enjoy doing it. And as a result, it usually doesn't happen because I avoid doing it. Knowing this about myself, whenever I launched this podcast back in December of 2019, I outsourced. I hired a public relations freelancer to handle this for me. She wrote the press release. She created the media list, sent the release, and coordinated media coverage. All things that, yeah, I could have done and done well, but probably wouldn't have because I don't like doing it. So what's something that's in your disinterest zone? Something that you're actually really good at doing, but it doesn't light your fire. It's just kind of, ugh, or worse, you hate doing it. So now that we've run through the three danger zones, let's get to the good part. Your desire zone, the place you want to be, your genius zone, the stuff you love doing and you're great at doing it. I'm in my genius zone right now, recording a podcast. I love this work so much. It doesn't feel like work at all. So what does that look like for you? What is that work that sets your soul on fire that you absolutely love doing? You're skilled at it. Maybe you studied it for a long period of time in order to become an expert and you just, you love doing it. So it's probably going to be pretty easy for you to come up with a few examples of things that are in your genius zone. And this might be where you start to realize that you don't spend as much time in your genius zone as you'd like. So now that we know what each zone looks like, the danger zones, drudgery, distraction, and disinterest, and our desire zone, our genius zone, what's next? So what exactly do we do with this? Here's what's next. So let's fast forward and say that you've spent time making your list of all the things you do and figuring out where each and every item on the list falls. You know what's in your genius zone and you know what's in your danger zones. <laughs> Looking at your list right now, you might be feeling pretty awesome because yeah, you spend a ton of time in your genius zone. Or you might be looking at your list and your head is spinning because you've realized that you're not spending much time in your genius zone at all. And that's why you're not happy at work or you're not as effective or productive as you wanna be. Or maybe that's why you're thinking about giving up on your business because you're not even doing the stuff that made you wanna start your business in the first place. Your next step is actually three steps. Eliminate, automate, and delegate. So let's take a look at each one of these steps. Step one, eliminate. Take a hard look at everything in your three danger zones and look for things to cut, 
Is there anything that you can just stop doing? Stuff that's a total time waster that doesn't make an impact in your work or business, or that's just busy work. I like to encourage my time management clients to completely cut 10% of the things on their list or to look for creative ways to replace or reduce time spent in those danger zones. So here's an example. One of my coaching clients realized that she was spending a few hours each week driving to the post office to ship materials for on-site trainings she conducted across the country. This was cutting into time that she could be spending on impactful work, or honestly, time she could have been spending resting or with her family. Our solution was to completely replace these multiple times a week trips to the post office by scheduling USPS package pickup once a week. No more trips to the post office, and she got back between four and five hours a week that she was spending driving and waiting in line. So once you've found things that you can eliminate or replace, now we look at what's left. What can you automate? Are you doing anything manually that could be automated with a service, software, or a template? A great example here is automated bill pay. If you're sitting and spending time each month or each week manually paying your bills, what can you automate with AutoDraft? And if you're spending time each month manually creating invoices and emailing them to clients, what can you automate with a CRM, a client relationship management system? I use Dubsado in my business to generate recurring invoices and send monthly invoice emails to my coaching clients. All I have to do is set it up once and they magically land in inboxes every month. I've worked with my clients to set up HoneyBook, to set up their own Dubsado, and no, services like this aren't free. But what's the trade-off? How much time can you get back by making a small monthly investment in a program that'll do it for you? And if you're interested in trying a program like Dubsado to automate those menial monthly manual tasks in your business, head over to the show notes because there's a link with a discount waiting for you. So another great example of automation that's totally free is templates, email templates, invoice templates, proposal templates, report templates, contract templates, any email that you send more than once, Any document that you send more than once should be templated so that you can copy, paste, customize, and send it on its way, saving you time and brain power. No more reinventing the wheel. Just copy and paste the wheel instead. (laughs) And finally, after you've identified what you can eliminate and what you can automate, now is the time to ask, what can you delegate? Can you hire a contractor or a new team member? And if that's out of the question, can you work with an intern or talk with your supervisor about giving some of your danger zone responsibilities to another member on your team? For many of us, delegating our danger zone work is going to seem tough, scary, or impossible. But this is going to be so worth it because it will enable you to actually do the work that you were hired to do or the work that inspired you to start your business in the first place. One of my time management coaching clients, Corinne, took bold action on her genius zone 
and worked with her supervisor to identify opportunities to offload some of the danger zone work that she'd taken on. Work that had started to gradually eat away at time she should have been spending on her most impactful projects. The work that she was hired to do that really moved the needle for her organization and the community she served. I would love to tell you Corinne's story and how she started spending more time in her genius zone, but I'll let you hear it straight from her. So be sure to tune in next week for episode 77 to listen in as Corinne shares firsthand how she took her genius zone and ran with it, eliminating, automating with checklists and templates, and finally working with her supervisor to create a plan and a job description to delegate some of those time-wasting energy killers that were holding her back from making big moves in her genius zone. Okay, so let's recap. Knowing what's in your genius zone and what's not is so important because it can open our eyes to how we're spending our time and whether our time is going toward impactful work or time wasters. We've got a limited number of hours each day and we've got to spend our time where it counts. Your genius zone is made up of the things that you're passionate about and proficient at doing. You love this work and you're great at it. And the way you find what's in your genius zone is by taking an inventory of how you're spending your time and then putting everything into one of four categories. Your genius zone, which is high passion and high proficiency. The things you love doing and you're great at doing them. Drudgery, low passion, low proficiency, the things you don't enjoy doing, and you're not great at this stuff anyway. These are energy killers you tend to avoid. Distraction, high passion, low proficiency, the things you actually like doing, they're kind of fun, but you're not good at them. So they're super fun time wasters and disinterest, low passion, high proficiency. Those things that you're actually really good at, but you just don't enjoy doing them. So you tend to procrastinate and avoid doing this stuff too. And then once you know what's what, take a hard look at everything in your drudgery, distraction, and disinterest zones and eliminate automate and delegate so you can spend as much time as possible working in your genius zone, doing work you love that you're good at, the work that truly matters. And there you have it. So what's in your genius zone? As always, all the details from this episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 76 including the free printable genius zone worksheet so you can map out exactly what's in your unique genius zone. If you like this episode and you want to learn more about how to spend more time in your genius zone, be sure to tune in next week for episode 77 featuring Corinne O'Brien, Policy and Advocacy Manager at Birmingham Education Foundation. Corinne is proof of what's possible when you take the time to identify what's in your genius zone 
and then take action to spend as much time in that zone as possible. Corinne will share how she created opportunities for others within her organization by delegating work outside of her genius zone, as well as how she prepared for the conversation with her boss that enabled her to take back hours of her time each week to focus on the important, impactful work she was hired to do. If you want to spend more time in your genius zone, or if you want to delegate, but you're not sure where to start, do not miss this episode featuring Corinne. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.